Let me see you put them up. Reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick, made to be a host of Value Team, and today we're going to talk about 14 strategies to beat your competition as an entrepreneur. First of all, in 2005, let me tell you where I was at. I was already making six figures. I didn't have a lot of money. I had just paid off my $49,000 of debt, and I'm coming up, and I get invited into this meeting. It's 100 people in this room, okay? And all these 100 people that are in the room, 80% of them are ahead of me. And I'm trying to come, I'm trying to come up. I'm really trying to compete with these guys. And I'm in the financial industry. At this point of my life, I had already made a decision. I'm going to be in the sales business, period. And I'm going to be in the insurance and the financial services, period. Which means I'm no longer looking. I'm not partying. I'm done chasing squirrels. It doesn't excite me anymore. Another new girl. I don't get excited about it. I want to figure out a way to get the best out of this guy, and I would stay up at night, and I would be thinking to myself, I don't know why, but I can't go to sleep, because I think I'm put on this planet to do something very special in my life, there's no way in the world I was just put here to be an average guy, I was thinking those thoughts, so if you're that person that's also having those thoughts, this is going to make a lot of sense to you, it'll give you some clarity, so I walk into this meeting, and speaker gets up, and the speaker says, today, I'm only speaking to one person, I said, okay, see what he's going to be saying, And he says, today's message is not for everybody. Today's message is for the person that wants to be the best. I said, okay, I like that opening line already. Then he takes out this magazine, okay? And this magazine is called Newsweek, Tiger Rules, Five Secrets of His Dominance. I'm already excited because Tiger's killing it at that time. And he says, and by the way, I've never opened up this magazine, ever. I've never opened up this magazine. It's crisp. Let me show you. It is crisp. This has never been opened up, okay? And you'll know why in a minute, why it's never been opened up. And he tells the stories about Tiger Woods. He says, listen, for the one person in this room that wants to be the best, that wants to be the best, here's what the best is wired like. Tiger, point number one in a magazine, it says, genius is 99% perspiration. This was a message about hard work. And he goes off 10 minutes time, if you don't work hard, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, there's no way in the world you stand a chance. And he talks about Tiger's uh, uh, work ethic. Then he says, point number two, let the other guy get nervous. And I'm sitting there saying, let the other guy get nervous. Tiger used to scare people. He used to intimidate people. By the way, he looked at people. By the way, he did this. By the way, he did that. And I'm a big guy when it comes down to looking at eyes and studying eyes. And, and I had a reputation a little bit of going and telling a guy that was much bigger than me at that time. I was making $20,000 a month. This guy's making $200,000 a month. And we're in Phoenix. And I pull him aside when he's done giving his keynote. And he knew who I was. I was coming up and I pulled him aside. I said, let me, let me say something to you. I have to say this for me more than I have to say it for you. He said, what's that? I said, you won't even get close to the size of a business I'm going to be building. And he says, what did you say? I said, there's no way in the world you will even get close to the size of a business you, uh, I'm going to be building. Now, some may call it cocky, arrogant, whatever you want to call it. That was more for me than it was for him. Now, he cursed me out. We went at it. It was in the hotel lobby. Everybody's looking. What is going on with these guys? We're both about the same height. But I had to say that to him because I had to know that I could go face somebody much bigger than me. And if I'm going to back down and get scared or my spirit's going to get bigger and say, I'm coming after you. I had to figure that part out about myself. Then he says, point number three, don't just dominate, intimidate. Tiger was famous for intimidating his competition. I said, okay, that's, that's exciting to me right now. And he says, point number four. Have a sense of the historic. 
What do you mean a sensitive historic? Study history. Tiger knows his history. Tiger does this. Tiger knows what it is to break the river. Tiger knows Jack Nichols got the most, you know, Tiger knows all. And he's going, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. Because all I do is I study history. I love studying history. I love studying every single thing about everybody in the insurance space. I want to know everything. I want to know the mistakes. Who's done it best? Who's best at this? Who's the greatest at this? Who made a big fall this? Who did they over here? I wanted to know every single thing. So the books I would read weren't just highlighted. They had things written in them. They were crumbled. I had things typed out, pages and pages and pages of notes typed out because I wanted to know history. And the last but not least, never ever be satisfied. That's the thing about Tiger Woods. He says, never, ever be satisfied. And you know what happened with number five? I was stuck. You know why? Here's what I was stuck. It's very easy to say, but you don't understand how never be satisfied. I will never, ever be satisfied. You have no clue if you'll never, never, ever be satisfied. You know why? Here's why. What are you going to do if somebody puts $100 million in your checking account right now? Wake up. Go ahead and wake up in the morning. Say you got $100 million in your checking account. Wake up in the morning with the same fire in your belly. So that's the only thing that I said, oh man, this one's going to take me decades to figure out whether I'm going to get to the point where I'm never going to be satisfied. So he says this, and I step out. And I said, you know what? I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm feeling in my stomach. I can't even stop thinking about this. I went home. I went on eBay. I went on every single magazine store. I bought every available copy of this magazine. Every available copy of this magazine I bought. I kept the best quality one. I gave the rest away to the people that I was mentoring at that time. But I kept the best copy. And it's the first one when I open up. I have tens and tens of these folders here that I keep my notes and I type up. And then I came back and said, hey, Patrick. Are you really that serious or are you just BSing yourself that you want to go out there and go face off a Goliath? I said, no, I'm pretty serious, Pat. I made a vision board. And these are all the quotes, philosophies, people that I admire on things that they say, their belief system. And I looked at it every single day, multiple times, every day when I went to work. I created another one. This other one here has the greatest performers. Obviously, you see me in the middle there with 14 years old, 18 years old, 19 years old. Me in the military, I'm big on eyes, so you'll see a lot of eyes on there. And then I made another one, the future of PBD. Why? Because I wanted to really test this guy. You know why? This has nothing to do with your Goliath. This has to do with you. I'm talking to you. This only has to do with you. And remember, I told you this message is not for everybody. Some of you guys are watching and going on newsfeed on your Facebook and you're listening to this. You're not the person. The person who wants to go off against Goliath, go face off Goliath, you can't even move your head off the camera right now. Your body's got the chills all over your body because you thought about this last night. You thought about it this morning. Every movie you watch, tears comes down your eyes when you're watching a warrior or you're watching a, you know, gladiator or braveheart because this stuff matters to you. Okay? So now here's a few things we need to know before you face off a Goliath. Number one, it's not for everyone. Very simple. Everybody claims they want to do it, but it's not for everyone. Number two, it is scary as hell. It is so scary, it's not even funny. Because can you imagine you going and telling a guy way ahead of you, I'm coming after you. You're putting yourself out there. LeBron says, I'm chasing the ghost. He shouldn't have never said it. But he put himself out there. Do you realize I've never been a LeBron James fan until he said that? Because, I, and I'm still not a fan. But when he said that, I said, you put yourself out there. Now you got pressure and he wants to show that this matters to me. Kobe said, my number is not 23, I'm 24 because I'm one better than MJ. Even though it never happened, it's putting yourself out there. That's how you gain the respect. 
from the people that are saying, well, every time they ask Michael Jordan, who's the person closest thing to you? He says, man, I've never seen nothing like Kobe before. You earn respect from Goliaths when you do that. But it's scary as hell, let me tell you. Number three, you'll have anxiety attacks and panic attacks. I can't tell you how many anxiety attacks and panic attacks I had when I put myself out there. I couldn't sleep. I was up. I was restless. I'd be waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> my body's sweating. My bed is wet. Not because I peed in my pants, but because I'm sweating all night long thinking about this. I would dream about it. I would have anxieties about it. By the way, again, someone's going to say, Pat, this is not healthy. I understand if you say this is not healthy because this is not directed to you. The person who knows exactly what I'm talking about, you're thinking about this stuff. Point number four, you'll be bullied and laughed at for even thinking that it's possible for you to face off the Goliath. People are going to say, you're out of your mind. You're going to be Joey. You're never going to be Joey. No one's beaten Joey for 13 years. No one's beaten, you know, Jennifer for 28 years. You think you're going to break his record? You're crazy. You are absolutely crazy. They'll make fun of you. They'll create rumors. Look at him. He thinks he's this. He thinks he's going to do this. That stuff's going to happen. Number five, you have to be a bit off to even think this is possible. You're not normal if you think this is possible. I want to, I want to tell you this. You have to be a little bit off. You have to be a little bit crazy. You have, some people may even call you a psycho. There's no way in the world this guy thinks this is possible. You have to be off. You cannot be normal to think you can face off a Goliath and beat him. Next one. As much hard work and dedication as you think it takes, it's 10 times more. You think you're working hard? It's 10 times more. You think you're really putting into the effort? It's 10 times more. Again, I'm reminding you this is not for everybody. Point number seven. Your family won't be too happy because they won't see you too much. Point number eight, you will be hospitalized for burnout or hard work multiple times. Mario knows this watching this from, you know, behind the camera is this has happened to me multiple times. One time we're in Jacksonville and I'm giving this talk in Jacksonville and while I'm speaking, my legs are wobbly. It looks like I'm about to pass out. The room is full. It is hot. It's summertime. We finish. I walk out. I'm walking in the parking lot with Paul. All of a sudden, I collapse. I tell Paul, take me to the emergency room. We get in the RV. I go to the emergency room. They set me up with IVs. I say, Doc, what's going on with me? He says, you're just exhausted. They gave me two IVs. I was fired up. We got in the RV, drove down to Miami, stayed up till 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. Did it again the next day. Why? Because that's the stuff you're going to do a few times when you push the envelope. It's just going to be happening. Now, by the way, some parents will watch us and say, I can't believe you. My kids are watching you. Tell them, my kid admires you. How dare you say this kind of stuff to my kids? Ma'am, sir, let me simplify something for you. The chances of your kid even doing this is less than 1% because the person who's going to do this is already thinking about this stuff. They just want some direction on what to know when they face off a glide. So don't worry about your kid. There's 1% chance that your kid's even going to want to step up to something like this. Having said that, a few things you need to know about glide. Here's a few things. Number one, Goliath is much bigger than you. Number two, Goliath has more capital than you. Number three, Goliath has a more experienced team than you. Number four, Goliath has a well-known reputation. Number five, Goliath has better attorneys than you. And number six, Goliath is more comfortable than you. Why do I finish off with Goliath is more comfortable than you? There is nothing like being number one because when you become number one, here's a few things that happen. Everybody starts telling you, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so powerful. I love you. I've never met anybody like you before. You're so this. I feel like you're like better than everybody else in the business. And this stuff is the worst thing you need to hear. Because if you start hearing this stuff and you believe it, you are in deep trouble. You see, you don't hear when you're coming up because you want to hear it. Once you hear it, then your stomach's full. So how do you make sure your stomach doesn't stay full? Very few Goliaths stay hungry for a long time. You need to know that. That is a known. Very few. Some stay number one for a few years. 
Some stay number one for maybe a decade. Not a lot of people stay number one for multiple decades. It just doesn't happen because eventually you make some cool friends. You hang out with celebrities. You have some celebrities on speed dial with your phone. They text you back. You show your friends, look who just texted me. I'm so cool. And people are like, oh my gosh, he's connected to this guy. And you know, did you see I was at this party yesterday? Let me tell you who I was playing poker with. That's just small talk. No one, you know, a guy that wants to go and be the real giant guy, he doesn't give a crap about celebrities and all this stuff. It's just friends, relationships. I don't need to brag about it to you. I'm trying to do something big with my life. Of course I'm going to be friends with these guys. What do you think they want to do? You think they want to be friends with schmucks? No, they want to be friends with people that are also performing. Yes, that's inevitable. That's given. That's a different level of Goliath, right? Which leads me to you knowing these things about Goliath. Goliath has everybody telling him he's amazing. Goliath hasn't worked as hard as he once did. Goliath isn't in touch with the current market like he once was. Goliath doesn't speak to his customers directly. He's very difficult to get a hold of. They have so many different assistants and people you got to go through before you get to them. They don't respond to messages on social media. Goliath is Goliath. I am the greatest. You are so lucky to be in contact with me. That's a Goliath. That's how they think. That's why David beats Goliath, right? Next, Goliath isn't as nimble as you. Goliath can't screw up. Let me explain what happens when you're number one. You know what happens when you're number one? All the cameras on you. Every single one of them. Everyone's watching you to make a mistake. So you know what happens to Goliath? When all the cameras on them, they, they live in a bigger box now. Now they really start living in a box because whatever I say is held against me. I can no longer be irresponsible. I can no longer be a little chippy. They're going to watch everything I say. People write about me and they have to be so proper. And they forget that when they were coming up, they were not proper. They were crazy. They were weird. They were nimble. They were off. They were a little bit irresponsible. And people said, man, this guy could go way off all of a sudden if I say something wrong to him. But they lost that sizzle. They lost that sizzle. By the way, even the Goliaths watching right now, they say, that's right, I used to be like that. And you know what? I'm going to get back to being like that. You can't. You cannot. You're, you're afraid. They can't do it. Goliaths cannot do it. They say they can do it. They won't be able to do it. You'll know why they won't be able to do it. I won't get deep into that topic here, why they won't be able to do it. But they got a lot to lose. Goliaths can't recruit the crazy ones. Let me explain to you why Goliaths cannot recruit the crazy ones. Zlatan recently signed with the LA Galaxy for $3 million. You know what China offered him the same time? A two-year contract for $100 million. He left $97 million on the table. Do you know why? Because Zlatan's not trying to go play for Goliath. Zlatan's not just doing it for money. Zlatan wants to do something that's never been done before, and that's bringing football to America that calls it soccer. Zlatan's on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel says... Zlatan says, you know, when I play football, Jimmy Kimmel says, we call it soccer. He says, you can call it whatever you want. It's called football. And it's the most popular sport in the world. Jimmy says, you're right. Zlatan's bringing swagger to LA. Zlatan wants people to, yeah, he's got bigger plans on what he's doing. Goliaths can't recruit regular crazy ones. You can't recruit crazy ones. Because to them, it's not just money. See, Goliaths try to recruit based on money. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. We'll give you know, the, the, the guy that wants to face off Goliath is like, dude, what are you talking about? I don't care about that. I want to do something that's never been done before. I recruited many, many different people. And when it comes down to the conversation, that it comes down to them wanting to run with somebody like us that we're coming up. We're not the biggest. Far from it. There's a lot of people bigger than us. But we're the fastest growing one. And when I sit down and I tell them, I say, look, in order for you to come with us, you have to have courage. If you don't have courage and you'd rather work with the biggest guys in a marketplace, we're not it. But if you're somebody that deep down inside, you want to work 
with the smaller guys that's coming up faster than everybody else and putting fear into everybody else, and you want to be a hero on that kind of an organization, we're it. Who do you want to be? And you see them in front of me, they talk like, yeah, you know, this is behind me. They're trembling so scared because what if all of a sudden this thing gets scary and they have to call their mommy and say, mommy, I'm scared. It's not for you. That is not for you. But the ones that are crazy is like, that's exactly what I want. I want to run with somebody like this. It's a different mindset. I can't describe to you unless if you've been in a position like that, that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, here's the thing. Last but not least, no matter how much smack we talk about Goliath, let me put something, let me simplify something here for you. He's still Goliath for a reason. Whoever you're facing in your office that you want to beat, there's a reason why he's the Goliath of the office. There's a reason why he's the Goliath of the industry. There's a reason why he's the biggest, the number one, the best at whoever it is, whatever marketplace you want to compete against. He didn't get there by pure luck. He knows what he's doing. So if you get a little too comfortable thinking, oh my gosh, I can beat this guy, no problem. You're going to lose in no time because Goliaths are very sharp. Still, no, you, you know what you have an edge over them, but you can't underestimate any one of them. They still are there and have a lot of experience over you. So now, having said all this stuff here, let me get into the 14 things you need to know if you want to face off your Goliath. Number one, you need to know your weaknesses. A lot of times we know our strengths, but you need to know your weaknesses. Here's my weakness, here's my weakness, here's my weakness. Here's your weaknesses, here's your strength. You need to know your Goliath's weaknesses and strength. Let me simplify it for you. So again, number one, your weaknesses and strength. Goliath's weaknesses and strength. You cannot face against his or her strength because you will lose. Let me explain. If you and I are going to fight, and I am known for my kick is the best kick in MMA. Best kick. I crush people's ribs, and I have the best kick. You cannot say, I'm going to go get better than padding kicks. No. You got to get better in my, you know, maybe on the ground game. You got to get better in the stand-up game. You got to get better with your fight. You got to get better with your... You got to have something that I'm weak in and you become the best in. Then you face off in that area. So number three is, take three areas that you can master. That's their weaknesses, your strength, and take it to a whole different level where you're the best in the marketplace in that. Okay? Again... Your weakness and strength, number one. Your competitor's weakness and strength, number two. Match your strengths and take it to a whole different level against their weakness. You do that and then battle in that area. Number four, don't try to be Goliath. I see a lot of people. I was in a, a, a training one time years ago and the speaker said, model everybody, model everybody, model everybody. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to model everybody because if I model somebody, I can't beat the model. What do you mean model everybody? Kobe modeled Jordan. He's not going to beat Jordan. You model, model. Now, there's a few moves and stuff that I can learn from that person, but I want this. However, I can't say, I'm going to walk like him, I'm going to talk like him, I'm going to think, I'm going to... No, you can't do that. It's got to be there. You cannot be and look like Goliath and face off Goliath. Number five, as Goliaths get bigger, they tend to generalize and they specialize less. Let me explain. When companies get bigger, they all of a sudden want to be everything to everybody, Right? Well, we're going to sell this, and 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 we're going to sell this. No problem. Let them do it. That's when you catch up. Because for you, you let Goliaths generalize. You specialize. You specialize. You specialize in one area. Let them generalize. And then when they're generalizing, they're growing like this, but you're growing like this. And then you catch up when you're specializing. Then all of a sudden, boom. You decide at that moment what things to pivot, but you got to catch up. In order to catch up to your guy or gal that you're competing against, 
You got to specialize. Don't get caught up trying to be everything to everybody and sell every single product. Number six, be a niche player. Have Goliath compete with you in areas they're weak in. Okay, again, I talked about that briefly earlier. Be a niche player. Number seven, when you're small, appear bigger. Don't walk around being afraid. If you're afraid, you know, they're going to kind of see that you're a little, you know, you're intimidated by them. When you're small, walk tall. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. I know there's some, who does he think he is? Just walk tall. You're okay. Have some confidence. You know, I remember when we first started the uh, uh, financial from PHP and we, we didn't have a big headquarters. We had a small headquarters. I, I got to make a statement. I went and got a, a massive office space from a former billionaire in an area that was the financial capital, the community. I was in, in a target marketplace that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And they said, did you see the office Pat got? Everybody talked about it when you're small. You got to appear bigger. And by the way, we had nobody working in that office. If you were ever in the office, it was empty half the time. It wasn't like a smart financial decision. It was a statement. By the way, I could have been wrong on that statement. And people could have said, he never should have made that decision, etc., etc. I could have been wrong in that statement. But I had to make that statement for people to realize I'm trying to compete with everybody. Next, keep a low profile initially. This kind of contradicts what I just said. You still want to keep a low profile. Meaning what? Don't be too rowdy and don't rub too many people the wrong way. You just have to get better. Your goal at that time to get better, 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 because you want a lot of people helping you out. You're going to need a lot of help. So you want to stay low. Don't be too loud with calling everybody out. Just get better, better, because you need some alliances until you get bigger. Then people can say who you are. Then then you're going to be pretty noisy because you can't help it at that time. Your number is going to be noisy for you. Number nine, move quickly, move fast. Let me simplify some for you. If there is anything you need to know about the guys that are getting bigger, they can't move as fast as you. You can move much faster. If there's one expectation I have here with the people I work with is the following. I will not compromise speed. I don't care how much bigger we get. I'll sit in our executive meeting and I'll say, listen, faster, faster, faster. I don't want us to be getting slower just because we're getting bigger. I want speed. I want execution. I want efficiency. But you can't have all of it. I want all of it. I am greedy in these three areas. I want speed, I want execution, I want efficiency, and I want it now. You understand me? I want the best things now. Pat, it's too hard, you're putting pressure. I don't care. You do whatever you want to do. I don't care what time you, I don't care what things you do. I don't micromanage you, but these three things we're going to be doing. Because those are the things that you're going to have an edge when you face off somebody much bigger than you. Next, if they come out with a new product, if Goliath comes out with a new product, you don't need to jump the gun and mimic them with that same exact product because then it become me too, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. Me too, me too doesn't beat Goliath, okay? You got to be different to beat Goliath. Next point, partner up with a competitor who shares a common enemy as you. As Goliaths become Goliaths, they create a lot of enemies. Go befriend their enemies. It's very simple because they also want to beat the same target here, right? Go befriend their enemies. Next, Study history, similar to what Tiger was talked about earlier. Have a sense of the historic study history. You gotta study history. You can't just get cocky and arrogant and think you're gonna beat them no matter what. You gotta study a lot of history because this stuff is not easy. This is a lot of work, and there's a lot of people that want to put you out. Number thirteen. Let other competitors wear them down. Let me explain to you what this means. Let other competitors wear them down. So. LeBron James, everybody wants him to come to LA and play for the Lakers, including myself. I'm a diehard Laker fan, Laker fan, and I know I want LeBron to come to the Lakers. It'd be great if we have him and Kawhi Leonard. Now, if LeBron James stick to his narrative and sticks to his philosophy, which has worked for him, you know, he's been to seven, eight, nine straight finals. He's the greatest. He's this, this, this. 
No, LeBron's very strategic. LeBron doesn't need to go to the West. You know why? Because LeBron says, oh my gosh, there's four teams in the West that could potentially beat me. So guess what? I don't need to worry about ever going into the West. Why would I put myself through that misery where I'm tired by the time I get to the finals? I'm going to stay in the East. First round's going to be easy because the Eastern Conference hasn't had real competitors since the 80s when it was the Knicks, you know, the, 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 the Bulls and, and, and the, you know, the Pistons. They haven't had it for a while. I'm just going to stay here. Let them kill off each other and then I'll just have to face one of the best teams in the West. That's LeBron. So, as much as everybody would like for LeBron to go to the West, you really think he's going to do that? If he does it, respect from me to you. I think he's going to stay somewhere in the East, maybe even go to the 76ers, if he sticks to the same narrative of staying in the East. So let, let your competitors, let other competitors fight them off. You just keep focused on improving yourself. And last but not least, point number 14. It's probably more important than all the other 13 points Combine. And by the way, when I tell you what number 14 is, you will say, my gosh, I cannot believe how much this makes sense. You'll see why Barack Obama, a one-term senator, beat John McCain with a resume the size of a Bible. Why he beat Mitt Romney, a quarter billion dollar network. Why Trump, never been in politics ever before, beat out Hillary Clinton, Jeb Bush, and all these other candidates. on How's that even possible? You will find out why a small player like Apple came out going up against the giant IBM. You will find out why some of these guys are coming up and they beat the bigger guys because number 14 is that powerful it is more important than the other 13 combined and number 14 is a point i will not be sharing in this for obvious reasons because every single one of my competitors watches this video and they want to know exactly everything that we're doing and number 14 i will not give up however i may share it with you in a very smaller group setting the point is this here if you are somebody that is listening to this and you're still here with us at the end and you're sitting there saying oh my gosh i got the chills all over my body this message was directed to me i actually wonder what do you think number 14 is so i want you to send me a tweet at patrick bay david and tell me pat i think number 14 is this i'm curious to know exactly what you think number 14 is for some of you that watches and say pat i also want to go buy that tiger woods magazine well let me tell you what issue it is it's june 18 2001 newsweek magazine let me validate that yep june 18 2001 newsweek magazine and i'm curious to know who's gonna buy them and when you do buy them i don't own this stuff on ebay or different places you buy it from when you do buy it send me a tweet and say pat i buy it on or on instagram thanks everybody for listening and by the way if you haven't already subscribed to valuetainment on itunes please do so give us a five star write a review if you haven't already and if you have any questions for me that you may have you can always find me on snapchat instagram facebook or YouTube, just search my name, Patrick B. David, and I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.